hey there. So here's a sentiment that's been brewing in the back of my head. Don't do things without finish lines. This is something that I've been thinking about a bit. And then uh, Adam Wathen just posted at some point, I don't know, some Twitter thread. I don't even remember. I should have looked it up before I recorded this. Something to the effect of like, be careful doing things that are ongoing, like starting an open source project, because you'll eventually grow to resent it instead of things that can be finished, like a course or something that you can start, put a lot of work into, be done with, and then put it on your wall as something that you've done and it's over and you have something to show for it, where ongoing work kind of has this never-ending nature to it that turns into a lot of negative, potentially negative things. There's also some serious reward there, of course. Um, And in my life, I've chosen two big ongoing things, Alpine and Livewire, to really put my life into um, and neither of those have finish lines um there's some there's a few mental goals and finish lines that i've talked about in the past that seem you know light years away but but yeah there's with software there is no finish line so yeah i've been thinking about that and i've actually been thinking about it more so in terms of my personal life like practical stuff personally for example um like however long ago i don't know i was in florida at this time so this was in probably march we had family come visit us and my uncle who is actually hannah's uncle my wife but uh he's he's awesome uncle dan everybody should know uncle dan i wish everybody knew uncle dan um best guy whatever i could go on and on about how great uncle dan is but super into fitness and he's the guy who kind of keeps us all you know doing fitnessy stuff he is a marathon runner and he biked across the country and did a lot of stuff like that. And he's very humble, but very hardworking. And he's pushed me a lot in, in my life, um, in a lot of ways, but definitely physically. He's the, he's the reason we biked a hundred miles last year. Um, and he's already biked a hundred miles this year, you know, just like kind of for fun, which is crazy. He's a silly person who has, um, kind of a ridiculous drive as well as, you know, good fit, uh, you know, good fitness, physically and mentally, but he also just has this ability to push through pain and discomfort um, quite a bit more than I am usually able or willing to. Anyway, this is an episode about Uncle Dan, I guess. So Uncle Dan came to Florida and he he said, uh, make sure you brush up on your push-ups. And I'm like, okay, whatever. What does that mean? I don't know. So I just started doing some push-ups, you know, with going from I've done like no push-ups in a long time to doing like 15 a day or something stupid. Like every time I think about it, like, oh, Uncle Dan's coming, I better, you know, bang out 15 push-ups or something. Okay, well, he gets here and he's like, all right, well, how many push-ups are you going to do before bed? And I might've talked about push-ups on this this thing before, but whatever. Um, he's like, can you do 100 push-ups before bed? And this was at like nine o'clock or whatever. We're all watching TV. He said, who's going to do 100 push-ups before bed? And, I, and I'm like, all right, well, let's, let's try it. And he's like, all right, well, I got a way for you to try it. Try this. He said, do 10 push-ups. We'll wait 20 seconds. We all did this. Then we'll do nine, wait 20 seconds, do eight, go down to one and then back up to 10. And that'll be 109 pushups. He said, it might be a fun way to tackle the pushups without having to do like big chunks of, you know, 15 and 20 and 30 and whatever. So, uh, so we did that. I only got up to six. I did 10 down and then six up. So I did 80 something pushups. Um, and I was totally toast and I was beat sore for many days. Uh, and then a few days later, once the soreness stopped, um, we did it again. And then after he left, uh, I called him and was like, 
hey, let's do push-ups. And we did it one night. And then a few nights later, we just, we did it again and we did it over Zoom and we just kept doing push-ups. And we've done push-ups pretty much every other day since. I've only recently fallen off the wagon. Um, and I've gotten much bigger and stronger. Like it's crazy how fast you get stronger. Um, but then eventually level up. But we turned it into a thing. I'm sure I've talked to, this, to you about this because I made a whole app like a, that used um, whatever, some text thing. So like I could, we could automatically text everybody uh, when push-up night was every night with a zoom link and you could it's a chat bot so you could text it your number down and up and it'll calculate how many push-ups you've done and whatnot anyway this is now this is becoming the push-up episode um i'm way stronger than i used to be <laughs> i can do way more push-ups than i used to be able to which is great it's been an awesome addition to my life there you know we've gotten a lot of people on board with it and it got really popular for a minute and then of course it kind of faded away over summer and then as people just, as you hit a plateau, I personally hit that. You hit a plateau and I'm like, I, the gains are so, so incremental and you go through so much pain to get to that tiny little gain that you lose heart. That's what happened to me. Um, I sort of hit like 16 down, 16 up. And that's when I flatlined. Like I basically can't do more than that. Um, and I haven't been able to push myself since. So I've lately been adding weight and whatever. But again, like why are we talking about pushups here? We're supposed to be talking about doing things without finish lines. So push-ups, it sort of died out. And I just called him the other day because like we were in Colorado and we didn't make the push-up night. We did one day in Colorado, but whatever. It's just been dying. And I called Uncle Dan. I'm like, hey, like, let's talk about push-ups. What do you think about it? He's like, I think it's dead. I'm like, I kind of agree. And there's basically my dad is the only person who still does push-up night religiously because he's kind of that guy who just does stuff religiously beyond way past anybody else's attention span to do things religiously. So, um yeah so we're like we're like yeah okay i think we gotta quit push-up night and whatever but push-up night was something we started without a finish line it was just like let's do this thing and because it's good to do fitness things for a very long time but the the problem with starting something out of finish finish line is you're setting yourself up for failure i felt failure towards the end there was a lot of pain in that process of the past few months where i've been not gaining any muscle basically and just basically being exhausted and not wanting to even go on push-up night and forcing myself to became something that kind of detracted from my life. And then eventually that leads to randomly missing a night or two because you're with friends or something and where normally you would have really prioritized it or you would have made up the push-ups and now you don't. Um, and then it just peters out until it dies this little painful death, um, whatever. So in hindsight, what we should have done is said, let's do push-ups every other day for three months. That's what we should have done. Instead, we let it go on. And I think, I, f I don't know how many, I guess if it was March, let's say April, May, June, July. So we did like four months, three months, solid. three months solid we did. Maybe two months would be a better goal. Um, doing something every other day for two months. Like you already, you build the habit, you make a lot of progress, uh, whatever. So if we had that finish line, then I would be kind of set up to like, let's do a different thing for two months or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? If there's a finish line, it doesn't undergo that process of slow, painful death. Like this is what happened with Disney Trivia Night, which we're actually rebooting on Thursday after like a year or a half a year off. Um, Disney Trivia Night, where we used to do this thing with a bunch of people online and I made an app for that. I've talked to you about that before too. Uh, but that's another thing that didn't have an expiration date and it eventually died a slow and painful death um, when, you know, we just had to like break it to everybody. Like, okay, we really don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> You know, and there's so many things like that. Everything undergoes that process. There's like nothing in my life that I haven't um, undergone this process with. So 
and this there's been uh you know i've been involved in churches like growing up in my life and so there's lots of lots of stories of bible studies that went this way or youth groups or things like that um and there's still we have a like a kind of like a group that meets and talks about those kinds of things every sunday which has an a, a no deadline thing so some things i guess shouldn't have a deadline but uh, but anyway, it's I've just been thinking about this, applying it to my personal life. Like, what if I made this uh, goal of mine or or a litmus test? Like right now, sorry, I'm not accepting new things without finish lines, unfortunately. If you want me to do something with you or if there's something you want to get into, I'm down. But we have to decide on a finish line because I don't want to add another thing to my life that will um, indefinitely, you know, cause me stress or drain or whatever i want it's almost like if you have a finish line on it you're more realistic you're excited when you finish the thing you're not burnt out on the thing um yeah so i just think if they're i'm picturing all the versions of my life where all the things i just let go on and die the slow death if i would have put finish lines on them i think i would have been better off can't do that with software unfortunately with the things that i'm building so i'm not gonna be able to do that um, but i can do that with products that i launch in the future or other projects that i undertake um, but specifically, yeah, there's been a lot of times that I've met with people like personally to talk about finance stuff and just like general, uh, I, t- I did a whole blog post on this. And if you dig on my blog called, a, a, my secret to, to like productivity, um, is accountability buddies, having accountability and specifically one person that, so for a long time in my life, I've had a different people, but maybe three different people over the course of my adult life where I've met with them once a week and went over all of our goals basically maybe it's once a week or once a month it might have been once a month it goes once a month um i don't know whatever where we go over all our goals and like and check up on each other and stuff like that which has been super key but all of those inevitably die a slow and painful death so that's it i've been rambling on this for a minute um but yeah don't do things without finish lines make vs code awesome was something that had a finish line do a course launch it and be done and I did that. I still, there's still not necessarily a finish line in the sense that I still market it and I still deal with support. I have a support email that I check pretty much every day. Um, but it's for compared to all my other projects, it had a finish line. I put a lot of work into it and now it's done and it's on my wall as a thing that I did. And that's great. So those are the types of things that I am like, what if I, what if I kind of just set this as a mode in my life to not do ongoing things to only do these spurts projects these things with these finish lines how how much would that change my life um could livewire be that way nah i don't think so i don't think i would want it to but i are things within livewire potentially that way maybe i don't know um so maybe there's i don't know open source software i just don't see how that fits into it well with the concept of maintenance you know what maybe if you build something and build it up and build a community around it and build in an exit strategy to then kind of call it done quote unquote and give it over to the community i think that's a pattern that people have followed i'm not totally interested in that myself um but let's just hy- hypothesize what it would look like with livewire like there's definitely people I'll shout out um, Josh Hanley, who's like a really awesome guy who puts a ton of work into live wired, like support and fixing issues and bugs and whatever. And so people like him who just kind of emerge in the community. And then maybe after enough time, after I feel like, like I've put everything I can into the thing and getting it to where I want it to be and sort of realize that there's not much more you can do to this project um, to improve it, which I don't think is the case with something like live because Laravel is always evolving and 
whatever. But okay, if let's just say that it is that way, and then sort of turning the keys over to a group of community contributors and democratizing um, support and maintenance for that project, and then letting a community decide what the fate of that is, like PHP or something, you know, where you have RFCs and things like that. And then um, as people fall off of the community, new people join in the community. And and then if the project dies, it dies because people don't want to maintain it and there's not enough love in it. Um, but that is not the fate that I'm looking for for LiveWire Alpine. I will be the benevolent dictator for the foreseeable future um, for all the kind of obvious reasons. But yeah. So, whoa, I've gone on accidentally over. Whoops. Okay. Well, talk to you later.